The North Dakota Heritage Center temporarily closed a traveling Smithsonian exhibit about sustainability and renewable energy after receiving complaints from the oil and coal industries. Inside Energy's Emily Guerin spoke with the museum's director, Claudia Berg, about the decision to close the exhibit. She started by asking her why the museum's staff chose to display the Smithsonian exhibit in the first place. There was a committee of staff people representing all the different divisions that got together and started looking at all the possibilities for temporary and traveling exhibits, traveling in particular. And I think Green Revolution caught their attention because, I mean, it's an interesting topic. It's a timely topic. And I I think it was something we hadn't done before. We had to sign the contract for the exhibit first before we could see content. After I saw the exhibit up, um, a few things came to mind. That it's a very general statement about green issues. We could have added more to it about North Dakota. We could just enhance the exhibit because for our visitors, it's always nice to have that national or international context for a story, but then bring it home to our own backyard so our visitors are appreciating the unique things in North Dakota or that we're doing the same things that people around the world are doing. When the exhibit opened, what kind of visitor feedback did you receive on it? Well, um, it's it was pretty quiet, actually, to start with. And when we did open, um, we did a little tracking project, and it was less than three minutes that people were staying in that big space. So we knew people weren't engaged in the, in the topic. And um, then we were getting comments at the front desk. You know, they, they either weren't commenting on it at all, or it was, oh, yeah, it was okay, or not so interested. And uh, then we were getting some responses um, from some visitors. And some of the more vocal people that had very specific comments were coming from um, some gentlemen who worked in the coal industry just north of here. And they really didn't like what the exhibit was saying about their you know, their livelihoods. And we did get a couple other comments from the petroleum industry. They weren't real comfortable with how the exhibit just kind of presented one side of the story and really didn't present a bigger picture. So the exhibit opened in November. Why did it take until March to realize you wanted to incorporate more of the North Dakota story? Well, we were busy on some other exhibits. And it took a while just to accumulate enough feedback to recognize that the exhibit, for being up as long as it will be up, we needed to invest more of our own time and resources into making it a better experience for our visitors. That if it was an exhibit that was going to close in another couple months, um, it wouldn't have been worth the effort But because the exhibit's up for 17 months, we have an opportunity to improve it and just expand that experience for our visitors. And did the decision or the realization that you wanted to change the exhibit have anything to do with receiving two complaints from the coal and oil industries in close succession? Not really. We were really close to deciding, and it was really my call to, to close the exhibit. 
I think the, the sequence of events, um, you have a paper trail. Um, there were a lot of other discussions. There were a lot of, you know, general comments at our front desk that they're not on paper. So there was a much bigger discussion than the trail you have in front of you. This was a discussion we were having much earlier than this. Um, it's happenstance that some of this coordinated the way you have it laid out, but it's really, it was not pressure from anyone to close the exhibit. It was our own decision to close it and to make it better. You know, when I, when I look at the timeline, it seems like there could be um, a correlation, not a causation, but a correlation between when the North Dakota Petroleum Council and North American Coal, who are large donors to the museum, mm -hmm. complained about the exhibit when, and when the decision was made to close the exhibit and then reaching out to them for their input on how to modify it. Well, they're not the only ones we're reaching out to, and it's and it's not to modify it; it's to enhance it. So it's the original story stays put, and it's only fair we ask them what their stewardship plans or operations are, because I don't have that expertise to know that. So there's a much broader perspective that we want to bring to this exhibit that you know personally I felt was missing from the traveling exhibit. The traveling exhibit was meant to be a national story. And so when they're talking about certain types of pollution, they're looking at these industries in these big cities. And so our story is a slightly different story than that. And so that's what our concern is with this exhibit, that we can bring a more North Dakota-specific story interpretation to what that national umbrella was that we brought in. So we're going to go back to organizations and industries represented in this exhibit and go beyond that with other industries and organizations and just round out this story from a number of perspectives. Do you think nationally that these fossil fuel industries have kind of more of an, a negative reputation, and so you're hoping to give them an opportunity to show how they have become more environmentally friendly? Absolutely. I mean, it, I think it's only fair that we talk to those groups. I'm not going nationally to find out the story. I'm working on the North Dakota story. That's where we want to enhance the story. And I think in the exhibit, again, with the coal in particular, there are a lot of things that North Dakota's story is slightly different than the national story. Going back to Art Link, I mean, he led the national charge on reclamation, and that's a huge story. So I just think, again, we missed a few opportunities to really give those North Dakota-specific answers or responses to some of this. So I think that in the context of the, the Heritage Center, there are certainly other exhibits that, that do tell some of that North Dakota story like you're talking about. I've been through the other galleries, and I've seen uh, mention of Art Link, and of there's a, a big display on coal reclamation. There's certainly a, a very thorough exhibit on, um, you know, the role of petroleum in society, all these everyday products that are made of petroleum. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think one could argue that that story is told elsewhere in the Heritage Center, whereas uh, more of the quote-unquote environmental story is not told. And so in some ways, this was an opportunity to tell a story that wasn't being told 
and now the exhibit is being modified to add in a perspective that already existed in the Heritage Center elsewhere. Well, we're not taking any of the existing story down. Everything that's in there is staying right as is. We just want to present right alongside of it for visitors that don't have a lot of time necessarily, both sides of the same, of the one story. Do you think that both sides of the story are being told in the other gallery? I mean, I don't, I haven't seen much of a mention of the negative environmental impacts of coal or oil or of climate change, um, you know, in, in the other gallery. Um, it probably could be told more thoroughly, but again, we have that opportunity now. The exhibits that went in in this first layer since we've opened is the first layer of exhibits that now we can go back and we can add additional layers, and that's always been the plan. You know, I think a concern could be that it's allowed to be one-sided when it's the industry side. It's not allowed to be one-sided when it's the environment side. Um, I don't know, because we've had comments from the other gallery as well that um, there are people aware that there's a bigger story to tell. So it's, it's not that we're trying to tell only certain sides. And so we're starting with the governor's gallery because it is a temporary exhibit or a traveling exhibit. We have that opportunity to look at how we can enhance it and then take those components and then bring them into the other gallery. So do you think that you could foresee the Heritage Center incorporating more about you know, the science of climate change and or how burning of fossil fuels contributes to that? Oh, sure. I mean, I, th I think that's definitely, I, I drove up to Williston over the Easter weekend and there's still a lot of flaring going on. So, I mean, there are concerns. There, there still is things happening that we need to be aware of and, you know, ask those tough questions about, you know, what what are we going to do about these things? And so there's, yeah, there's just a lot more that we can bring to the story. And it's just giving us time to really go through it and, you know, talking to other organizations and finding out more information about it because this isn't our area of expertise. So it is bringing in those others from all sides of the story. Um, that can help us interpret. And, and do you think that it is appropriate to ask donors to help you modify the content of an exhibit? Well, they're not, it's donors, but it's far beyond that. I mean, it's donors because we've had a relationship that they've offered objects in the past. So for us, a donor can be somebody that has expertise they're sharing. It can be objects that they're giving us as well as financial. So, I mean, there's different layers of donation um, to do an exhibit or a program. There's lots of partnerships we have with all kinds of organizations that have that expertise that they can bring to our visitor experience. So I know you're a member of the American Association of Museums and the Heritage Center is accredited. Yes. And I have visited with them about some of their uh, guidelines for museum ethics and donor policies. And um, there was one standard they have on uh, financial stability and donor relations that I just wanted to read to you. Mm -hmm. So the American Association of Museums says, it's essential to a museum's public trust responsibilities that it maintain control over the content and integrity of its programs 
exhibitions and activities. And I was wondering if you thought that in this situation you were, you were able to do that. Well, yes, I think we did. And we want to do it even better. I mean, we take our accreditation, that is a very comprehensive process. And we've gone through reaccreditation three times. We are working with all kinds of people to tell our stories. And our donors, our financial donors, were very important to get the building built. Um, and never did they ever dictate to us what we could or could not do. Uh, we don't accept objects into the collections with strings attached. We won't take those objects if there's, you know, you can only do certain things or you have to do certain things with it. We just simply won't take those objects. And so our ethics, um, we pride ourselves on our ethical behavior and our ethical practices that um, as a museum we're trusted for our information that we provide our visitors and we take that very seriously. To read the emails sent by North Dakota Heritage Center staff to oil and coal companies, visit our website, insideenergy.org.